the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson. I'm in for Bruce Hooley today. You are listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, and we actually have Bruce Hooley himself on the line right now. Bruce, you want to say hello? I do want to say hello, and I want to thank everybody for their kindness and their overwhelming uh, prayer support and the various ways of support. Um, This is a thing I want to mention because people have questions uh, we have had many people uh, already demonstrate uh, the love of God and just the genuine uh, kindness of the human spirit through things they have done for us. And I want to give people a perspective that is in my blog today at com on why we uh, told our friend Josh Pick from Aptus Wealth Management that it would be fine to set up a a give, send, go page for us, why there is an account at KeyBank, which you can find details on the blog if you want to give. Um, I have had experiences with people who have had adversity in their life, and I was struck by one experience where a family struggled to accept help through some feeling funny about it, and another experience where people extended, ex- accepted extended help um, because they just genuinely appreciated it. And what the first couple, the one that the first, the first group later came to me and said was that they deeply regretted their hesitancy to accept help because in hindsight, they realized that they denied people the blessing of being obedient to what they were being prompted to do. So I feel like this tumor has been growing unbeknownst to me. I got no warning. It was there. But I look back and I see how God prepared me in many different ways for it and how to um, turn it into something potentially good for his kingdom. And so our attitude as a family is that we will not expect help from anyone, but we will accept it from people if it is authentically prompted by God. And that help is not exclusively financial. I can tell you a quick story that, again, the details on this are in my blog today. Saturday, I received a letter in the mail that was three cards made by little kids who I've never met, mm. but whose grandfather I know. And I, I could cry now telling you what's in the cards. So we are buried under an avalanche of love. And every act that people offer as the genuine prompting of God, however small it may appear to people from the outside, exponentially increases the size of that avalanche. So that is why we are willing to um, accept the help in the various forms that it has been offered. Yeah, well, I think, uh, so uh, this, is, this is Doyle. As a pastor, what I think people don't understand is, that, is the Bible says in Genesis that God created us, male and female— and that it also says that we bear his image. And when we actually show love, when we actually show compassion, 
when we reach out to somebody, uh, we we actually are reflecting the image of God. There, there's so much debate about what it means to be an image bearer. It's so much bigger than just one thing. It's not talking about the human form specifically. It's talking about our creativity. It's talking about the fact that we feel and we know and we're aware of things. And so when you let people help you, they actually are practicing some of what God gets right. And this is where, this is what's hard, because you you brought up the subject of the social gospel and the social kind of uh, movement that's that's caught uh, a hold again. Uh, it's not new. It's it's called mm-hmm. a hold again. Um, Got a it, new name: social justice. Now, yep. it, it's it's uh, it it feels good, and yep. so that's why you you know you're doing something right when you help a little late little old lady across the street. I mean, that's what we used to tell Boy Scouts when I was a kid. And, and, and so we know we're doing something right. And, and so the question is, you know, how do you have tough conversations? That's what, that's what you were asking, Bruce. And I think, and what I would just note quickly is that it's not wrong to help a little lady across the street. No. What's the, what's the motivation? It's beautiful. Motivation for helping the little lady across the street. Are you trying to earn your salvation, earn your forgiveness, bring light to yourself, or are you, as you said, being an image bearer of God? Or are you walking across the street because you want someone else to see you? Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I mean, some people are doing it uh, just to be seen, and, and, and yeah. Jesus talks about that, too. So yeah. let, let's yeah. let's rewind a little bit, because you said, you know, you were in the hospital, and and you you had this nurse, and you you discovered that she's pro-choice, you're pro-life, and you're like, she's not a beast. She's not uh, and and see, but that's biblical. The Bible says that God prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Oh, very good. See, so so you and I, we live in a world where there are people that are enemies of God, and they're actually enemies of the church, and God expects us to love them. Yeah. And that's why I have to to love the the pastor of of a church that uh teaches that the Bible is not the word of God. However, okay, I have a responsibility before God also to to remind them that it <laughs> is the word of God. And so that's why you have certain Christians that are working really hard to call those people out. And, and then and you, you have... do that because, and you do that because, Doyle, I, I know you, you do that because you know the consequences of someone not seeing the Bible as the Word of God, not accessing it, prioritizing it, extolling it as the Word of God, has consequences, eternal consequences, for that person. And we are, we are, com- we are compelled to love one another, and if you're going to let someone perish... How is that a loving response? It's, I it's, use the example all the time that I was in Chicago one time with a friend whose boy was kind of unruly, and I was frustrated because they didn't discipline their son. And their son decided that with a Chicago City bus coming down the street, it'd be a great time to step out in front of that bus and just dare that bus driver to stop. And I reached out in the street, and I grabbed the kid by the scruff of the neck, and I yanked him back, and I yelled at him about what he just about did to himself and his parents, right there on the streets of Chicago, and I guarantee you it didn't feel good to nope. him. 
and, and they're probably pov- guarantee it, the re- the result was needed in that moment. And I don't mean we react that way to people. It's not what I'm saying, but that the concept is the same concept. Yeah. Well, see, I, I think like I think there's a, there's a, there's a, so many things that are going on here right now. Let's let me get let me keep it on what we're talking about no. because yeah. I, I mean I, I part of my prep work for today is there's a new study from the Public Religion Research Institute which shows that liberal church members are much more conservative than their clergy. Okay? Mm. So you have we we have these liberal denominations and churches mainstream and and the clergy doesn't believe the Bible's the word of God and that we need to be nice so to speak. Mm. And their congregations are going out there and voting. And and some of them are going to be shocked. I'm praying they'll be shocked yeah. come November in Ohio that people voted for life, and they said no to the constitutional amendment that would basically uh, put no limit on abortion and open the doors for parents not to know what's going on. I mean, we don't even know all the things that could come out of this constitutional amendment, okay? So the question you asked was, so how do I talk to somebody who's my enemy? Well, I think you have to start by building that relationship, you listen to them and say, well, tell me your story. I want to know your story. Uh, How did you come to that place where you believe that abortion was the best step? Amen. And, and, you know, we we have to learn how to lead with grace. You know, I got a lot of pressure uh, at the beginning of the month because I said, no, as a church, we're going to talk about abortion, but we're going to lead with grace and and so you know I'll talk a little bit more about that after the break. But what what I think people have to understand is everybody wants to be seen, everybody wants to be known, everybody wants to be heard, and we're not doing that right now. And that's the way you got to get them talking. And I'm glad you're listening to the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. All right, you got it locked on, 98.9 The Answer. I'm Vince Tornado in the studio as well. In the captain's chair is Doyle Jackson. I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, the website, 989theanswer.com, 989theanswer.com. On the front page there, you will see a banner that says, Donate to the Bruce Hooley Fund. So go on there and uh, make sure you give generously to help out a brother who's in the midst of a battle. Uh, but uh, this uh, this guy is in the battle, but uh, it doesn't sound like uh, he's uh, he's been weakened at all. This 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 man's a lion, a lion on the air, Doyle. We got him on uh, on right now, Bruce. Welcome to your own show. Well, thanks, and I, I know those are offered in uh, kindness and everything. I I, I I'm, I'm just a guy doing what I'm trying to do to be obedient to God, grateful of the life experiences He's given me and. Um, the platform he's given me and the focus that he's given me now. So I, I don't want this to be perceived as a victory lap or me elevating myself. No, I it's not. I appreciate the spirit of your comments. I just want to well, make sure people know that. We're glad you're doing well. And, and uh, you know, it's it's not an easy place you're in, but you have a great attitude. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you've shared it with us and so many other people. That's what we want. So. Yeah. Before yeah. we went to the break, you were asking, you know, so how do I have these conversations? And I, I call them, I call it the table of my enemy 
because I think too many Christians don't understand that they the gospel is offensive. Okay? Yeah. So when we yeah. talk about Christianity, the gospel is offensive. The gospel says that you're a sinner and that you need God's grace. And our world wants to talk about grace, but they don't want to put God in it. And they they know they have enemies. They're very clear on their enemies. They'll call their enemies out. They're not ashamed. I mean, they, uh, I saw a report from the London Times that there's a group of Cambridge students that has come up with a rating system, and they're rating the local churches about how open they are to the LGBTQ uh, worldview. And mm-hmm. so they're, they're, they're giving churches red lights, amber lights, and green lights on which churches are safe for you to go to. And so they're willing to call us out. And, and for the church to believe that they can just be nice, hunker down, and this is all going to pass, it's foolish. And that's why I think it's important for us to be challenging the church to stand up, to be kind. Okay, we're not saying not to be kind. But if you believe that you can be silent and it uh, it work, you go to the yeah, scriptures. Just quickly, it's very easy for people on the right or people who are, you know, quote unquote moral to call out sins they themselves are not tempted by. Oh, and yeah. So while we have an easy ability as those of us who are married to our wives and faithful to our wives to target the LGBTQ and T in particular is just such yeah. a satanic evil. We have to recognize that there's no blurred line between pornography. Like pornography is not no, 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 pornography, no. infidelity, flirting, all these things that men do, that women do, that people do, that they excuse away because it's not actually this or it's not actually that is unfaithfulness and it's just as grieving to the Holy Spirit. So we have to own it on our side of the aisle as well. So that that's exactly that's correct. So let's actually use a biblical example to talk about this. How do you talk about difficult subjects, okay? And what I love is, you know, God has no problem talking about the hard things. So so Jesus, Amen. if you if you'll actually if if people will just read the Bible, the New Testament, the Old Testament, if you'll read the Bible, you'll find out that God's really good at it. So in in John chapter 4, Jesus has this conversation with a woman at the well. And yep. and she's like, you're my enemy. That's that's yep. the way she approaches the conversation. And yet Jesus, he says, he says, would you serve me? He engages her in something. And so I think that there's a role, if the church will not be afraid of doing things for our society, okay? So that's where the social, you know, movement has a, a door of opportunity for us, so to speak, if we'll engage yep. them. Because then we, I, I find that men do better when I work with them side by side. So if I ask a guy to come help me, I, I have a little farm, and so I'll say, hey, come out here, and, and we'll talk while we're working, where women like to look at one another in the eye and have the conversation over coffee, and yep. that's more confrontational for us. Yeah, And you have to think about the people, is this person like being confronted or, or, or are they a work side by side person? And Jesus basically has this woman. He says, "Would you get me some water?" And so he shows that he's in need. Okay, but he's not really in need. He tells the disciples he has. But mm-hmm. it's see, you and I have to be willing to to talk to people 
And and Jesus tries to get her to tell him her story. I find that so many of my friends over the, the Black Lives Matter thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Um I, I have I have so many friends that are of so many different backgrounds and different colors. It it because they have been my friends for so long. And 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 we just had conversation about that. They knew that that as far as I was concerned, black lives matter to me because they've slept at my house, they've eaten at my table, they've done mm. life with me. And 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 see, when you when you do that with people, they can tell their story, you can yeah. understand, then you understand racism, you understand. So when the abortion issue came up, um, I said, we have to really talk about this as a church. And people came up to me and said, I can't believe you're talking about this. You're so bold about this. Thank you, Pastor. I said, well, we have to talk about this, but we have to do it in grace and in love. And so, like this weekend, we have a friend of ours. Her name is Amy Garner. She's going to be at the church next door, and she's going to tell how God showed up in her life after she had an abortion, and he's brought healing to her life, and she now helps women who've who've walked that pathway, who've been told it's not painful, and she's found Jesus. This week, mm. I, I saw an article. It, it said that that Kathy Ireland, okay, the the supermodel, mm-hmm. you and I remember, we're old enough to remember yeah. her. She yeah. spoke at a pro life meeting this week, and she said, you know, I was a Christian, but I was pro choice. It was wrong. And I started reading the Bible, and she said, we need the church to stand up and be pro-life right now. It could change everything about our nation. So that what I see is those kind of things give me an opportunity to have the tough conversation with people. And I'm always looking for somebody's story and to, so I can say, have, uh, when, when, when someone like that nurse in your life says that, say, well, tell me your story I want to know how you came to that conclusion, and and you have to ask people questions. So tell me, when do you think it would be wrong to take a life? Yeah. When would it be okay yeah, to take I, a life? I feel, I feel so affirmed that my inclination in the aftermath of that conversation was I should have just asked her about her life. That's right. And how and how she for, how she arrived here. Not with a strategy of how I'm going to get her moved or here or whatever, but listen to her and 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 pay value in her words because that's maybe where God will show me where I can go next. And to have you affirm that, Doyle, is very meaningful to me, and I hope it's been meaningful to our audience, as I certainly hope our conversation has been today. Yeah, everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be heard. Everyone wants to know that they've been listened to. And that's what we do when we, we give people time like that. All right, Bruce, thanks for the time, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you down the road, sir. Yeah, so glad you could call in. Com, click around, find the blog. Uh, it's on there. There's a menu there for blogs. Find it, read it, love it, share it, uh, share all my content, and I'll be back as soon as I can make a commitment I know I can honor every day. All right, Bruce, com. check out the blog. We'd love to have you visit us at the church next door. I'm Pastor Doyle. And I'm Vince Tornado. We'll see you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.